Riley Leonard is heading to Notre Dame. Let's talk about the fact that Notre Dame gets all of the ACC perks without having to be necessarily in the ACC from a football lens. We also got to talk a little women's basketball. Where do we stand? Who has been the best team and who has been a little bit disappointing? All of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod on our YouTube page where you can interact with our community and talk to us each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make sure that you make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Kenton, it's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. We got some good news coming out of maybe South Bend, if you if you like that. You know, I was on the Lucky Lefty podcast where we were talking about Riley Leonard to Notre Dame. And there's a contingency in Notre Dame who believes that, oh, we beat Riley Leonard, therefore he isn't that good. And to that contingency, I would like to say your addiction is not, it's not something that you should be shunned for. It's a problem. It's a disease. And we want to get you the help that you need here at Locked On, okay? Riley Leonard is miles better than anything you have in that quarterback room right now. And I know that y'all are thinking, well, we just tried this and we have PTSD from an ACC quarterback before who just wasn't the guy that we thought he was. I will let y'all in on the difference. In Sam Hartman going from A.T. Perry to Corey Robeson and Moran and company to Notre Dame's receiving room, he took a step back. Riley Leonard's taking a step up in every way, in every way. And I mean in every way. If just in case you don't understand what I mean by in every way, Sam Hartman at Wake Forest played with uh, some some guy named Kenneth Walker III or something. So I don't know. He yeah. left Wake Forest and went on to become a Heisman candidate. Yeah, he, he played. Wait, he played pretty good guys. He played pretty good guys. Solid, solid unit. Not so much with Riley Leonard, and that's no disrespect to the Graham Bartons of the world, the Jordan Waters of the world, you know, the the uh, Jacquez Moores of the world and whatnot. I'm not saying that they're exactly slouches, but they have better versions of that. At Notre Dame, they didn't have better versions of what uh, Sam Hartman had at Wake Forest. And, and going beyond that, objectively speaking, they're not the same player. There was a system that worked perfectly for Sam. And I'm not saying Sam was a system quarterback. I'm saying that him and the system had perfect symmetry. With Riley, 
my brothers, sisters, friends in Christ in South Bend and everywhere else in the nation, Riley was the system. <laughs> it was him. And we saw so, that as Duke took a nice little tumble towards the end of the season after he rolled his ankle in and out. And definitely, 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 absolutely. definitely. So I think that Riley is going to be personally a great addition to Notre Dame. I think that when you get a stone wall that is the offensive line and give him enough time, he is going mm -hmm. to have a field day. You know, he's going to be a familiar focus of the ACC schools that y'all are contractually obligated to play. I think that Riley is going to do himself just fine. I don't think there's a need to panic, but you know, Notre Dame is kind of like FSU, kind of like Miami fans, where you know sometimes you got your diehards who just can't take it unless they're getting like top notch, and they think that it's a failure. But maybe it's just a reflection of how people view the ACC, where it's like we don't want them because they couldn't compete or do well there. So why don't we get somebody from the the SEC who, of course, is in the transfer portal like every other joker it seems these days. Yeah, and the, the argument that was used to me was he's no Jaden Daniels, to which I said, my brother in Christ, look at what Jaden Daniels did when he was at Arizona State, throwing to actual pros, throwing mm -hmm. to a guy who was the second, maybe third best receiving option on the 49ers in Brandon Ayuk at Arizona State. What right. what did he do there? Right. You know, like that's that's the reality. These guys – the change of scenery, you know, I said that he was a Ferrari amongst Fords at at Duke. And I was told, but no, he was a Volvo or Ferrari amongst Volvo. I was told he was a Volvo right along with him. And that's why he ended up there. And I just said, okay, well, how did Jaden Daniels end up at, at Arizona State? But this isn't about that. This is about the fact that Notre Dame got a lot better today or got a lot better when Riley committed, right? The the video of him committing may have been very corny. Absolutely, right? But it's, it's Riley Why Leonard. is it corny? It was corny because it was corny. Riley Leonard's a corny guy, and that's okay. He said he wanted to play like a champion. That's all. Super corny. Dream come true. It's giving the Notre, Dame, the, name, the Notre Dame fans were asking what he did to the side because he, he did do something weird. Like he like drew a cross or something like that on the play like a champion sign. It's like, you just tapped the sign, brother. You just, just well, tapped maybe, the sign. You know, he Don't. was trying to like t get in contact telepathically to touch down Jesus. Who knows? Don't, yeah. No. no. Stop being weird. You you scaring the you scaring the uh, fans you scaring the fans Riley so you know this is a situation where again I'm not saying that that he's a a um, I'm not saying that he's a world beater to where he's like the the greatest thing that you've ever seen and he's gonna be Cam Newton at Auburn I'm not saying that right Apparently that's Cam Newton's not even Cam Newton these days so, oh yeah. lord we ain't, we ain't gonna go there today we ain't gonna go there today but but you know I'm not saying that he's gonna be that I'm saying that he's a to me, y'all know my three tiers of quarterbacks, quarterbacks you win in spite of, with, because of. I think he's right on that cuff to where he's either the top side of mm, – nah, I, I disagree. I think he's firmly in a quarterback that you win because of. I, I really do. At the college level, I think he's firmly in that group of like, hey, with him on your team, when he is lacing up and wearing your jersey, you have a better chance to win than if he is not. Thousand percent agree with that one. I think Riley's build and frame is something that Notre Dame, if you are like often or if you like vintage Notre Dame, he fits yeah. that mold very well. And I think that it's exciting for him. And you always want someone who's excited to be there, right? I feel like he's mm -hmm. going to give everything he's got, dream come true. He's going to be ready for Marcus Freeman and company who need that program to turn around in terms of being a national conversation when it comes to college football playoffs. So kudos to him, right? I think it is yeah. they gonna be right on fine. For sure. For sure. Yeah, a thousand percent. Well, you know, we're talking about football, but of course it is basketball season. We took the time 
yesterday to go over the men's standings. If you haven't checked that out, you're doing yourself a disservice. And of course, you know, we have to give women some love and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about them. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends there at FanDuel. FanDuel's number one sports book for America. Right now, new customers get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get started today. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Kenton, as we talk through women's basketball, I feel like this is your favorite time of year, right? You love women's hoops. Like, there's no, there's no one I know more that is better at, fa- at women's hoops conversations. Top top three for sure. You know, I appreciate it. And, and it's because these young women are I, – I love watching people compete, right? Anybody who knows me knows I'm one of those people that's good at Monopoly. You know what that means. I'm, I'm insane. I, the competition is just too much. And watching women's basketball, they have that same – competitive fire and edge. I mean, even the worst of the worst women's basketball teams, you can still see that fire, even if it's not the high-flying dunking and all that that you would see in a men's game at times. It's still a very good product to watch, in my opinion. And I'll tell you what, if you're an ACC fan, guess who's carrying the banner right now for for, uh, the ACC? Take a wild guess who has about five, six teams ranked right now and a bunch of teams that are knocking on the door to get in that park. It's the women. Yeah, 100%. And I think that more importantly than that, if you just really love exciting basketball, I think the ACC, would I put them up against anybody? Like I know with all the media coverage and all the hoopla that is from some other sides of the coin, I think that they're just consistent week in and week out, some good W's for that. Right now, the conference play hasn't really gotten underway. You've only seen the Clemson and with Clemson and Duke matchup, but the undefeated teams we have is Miami and NC State. Yeah, yeah. And Miami, NC, well, actually, both of these teams are a surprise. Let's just be very honest about it. NC State, everybody looked at their schedule and said, Wes Moore, my brother in Christ, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Scheduling multiple top 10 teams early in the season. And yet, somehow, NC State has come on in a way that is just, I, I mean, it, to those to folks in Wolfpack Nation, is still a little bit of a surprise. You I'm look trying at to Sin- say is Alyssa Kunane walking through that door, but Sanaya Richards is like, "Hey, I got it for you." I got exactly. Sanaya so, Rivers. I talked about her having potential ACC Player of the Year potential, and you know everybody called me everything but a good Christian and a homer. And now look, you know, what I mean, she's doing the thing. She's showing up in that way. Mimi Collins has been what you would expect out of her in terms of being a stretch four, where she shot twenty three percent from three last year, and now she's up to forty percent. This year, River Baldwin contributing mightily um, on the inside offensively as well. I mean, she feasted and beasted against the number three Colorado team. That definitely helped them over the hump. And freshman Zoe Brooks, one start, one triple-double. Ice Cube messed around and got a triple-double on them. Great to see. This team is is exciting to watch. But Miami, the Cavender Twins, no Cavender Twins. No problem. No Cavender Twins, yeah. No problem. They just right. show up. They Davidson, play as a team. Roberts. I mean, you just think about the girls who are just really coming in and doing all of that grunt work, that fundamental just brick by brick, getting getting up against you and really just breaking your will. I would argue that they have one of the best coaches in the ACC, if not the entire country. And I just I'm excited to see what the Hurricanes can do. Absolutely. And they are you, when you talk about the Hurricanes defense, a lot of people really don't truly understand. DePaul is a team that has been 
up and down, run and gun, go, go, go for forever. And do you know what uh, what Miami held them to? 70 points. Now, granted, that's not their season low on the year. But still, anybody who knows how DePaul plays the game, you have to truly, you have to truly. The young lady, Alyssa Morrow, who's now balling out at, at LSU, she mm-hmm. was DePaul's leading scorer. She, is, she was part of that go, 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 all that good stuff. What you're seeing out of her now is exactly what's coached in all of uh, DePaul's players in terms of like, hey, Defense ain't the emphasis. We need you. As soon as that ball, you take it out the net, we're going. And yet Miami was able to slow the game down, control the pace, and, and you know, kind of assert their will on that DePaul team. So this Miami team is special. They play at their own pace. They do things how they want to do it. And you talk about the grunt work. You've got to be physical to go that slow, you know, clanging and banging style of basketball um, against a, a team that wants to just make this thing attract me on hardwood like DePaul. Right. Hundred percent. So when we talk about surprises and disappointments, of course, you get into you know schools that are doing sort of what we thought they would do, right? Your Georgia Techs of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Your Virginia, your excuse me, your Virginias of the world. You think like, hey, you're about right where we thought you would be. Nothing too yeah. crazy, but just sort of middle of the pack. But you know, there's been some surprising teams because of maybe departures, maybe some add-ons, all the things. Let's start with Louisville, right? Between Cochran. Taylor and Jefferson, Kiki Jefferson. Yeah. Louisville has said, Haley Van, no Haley Van Lith, no problem. I think that's exciting for their coach. Uh, give me his name again. You know what I'm talking about. Mark Snacks. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. I, see, I see his face. I see his suit. And, and we all know he's one of the most intelligent coaches in not just the ACC, but in the nation. Because every time people talk about Louisville and they talk about their head coach, all you're going to hear every time is, He's the ultimate tactician. He's the ultimate. He knows what he's doing. He's the guy. When it comes to drawing this thing up, there is no better way or there is no better guy at the X's and O's and at the different schemes that need to be done than him. And so, you know, you're you're absolutely right there in terms of, you know. Jeff Walls, up. Walls, Walls. That was going to bother me. Jeff Walls, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. It happens to the best of us because I, too, was shooting a blank on his name. And I'm like, wait, what is I, the I name? I knew it was, four, it was four letters. And he. Yeah. I, I see the suits. I see the aggression. I see the intensity. He's very yeah. passionate. He reminds me of Westmore. But, yeah, Walls is, Walls is the guy. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, again, this, this team, you know, we talk about football as the ultimate team sport, but in basketball, it's, it's – you can have that same dynamic of it's not about one player because you don't replace a Haley Van Lith one for one. You don't, you just don't, right? You replace a player like that by everybody there stepping up, everybody getting one step better than they were last year. And so that's what we're seeing there. Now, as you mentioned about Miami, they have a big test coming up here against Baylor. And I think that'll be the litmus of whether or not, you know, they're the real deal as being mm-hmm. an undefeated basketball team right now. It's certainly be something that we can keep our eye on. NC State being another surprise because of their top three ranking. I definitely yeah. think that they would start that emphasis there. But, you know, it's for NC State. It's about, you know, getting back to the fundamental roots of being that just really top tier program. It's it's crazy how, you know, people wrote them off and yet they've been this dominant. Like it's not unfamiliar territory for NC State. It's just sort of you have some shaky years and people just kind of turn their head, loss of Diamond uh, Johnson and things of that nature, people graduating. And so I think it's just they're getting back to who they used to be. You know, a lot of people looked at those uh, years with Alyssa Kunain and, and Raina Perez and uh, Kai Crushfield, Kayla Jones and all of them, and they said, oh, that was something that you had to build over time. And, and you know, you just can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. You got to rebuild that. 
And lo and behold, Westmore said, really? All right. I, I, you sure about that? You sure about that? Because this team has gelled together fantastically and in no time, might I add. I mean, the newcomers are stepping up in big ways. The freshmen are stepping up in big ways. This is this is a team that is – they look prime to make some, some pretty deep runs in not only the conference tournament but in the NCAA tournament because they come with every – you know one thing about a Westmore team. They're going to play man defense, and everybody's going to get down in the stands. Everybody. If you can't get down in that stands, oh, don't worry about it, friend. Don't worry about it. You will know how to shuffle your puppies? Oh, don't worry about it. I got a place right for you, right here next to me. But more importantly than that, I think that uh, Isaiah James coming along as well is another development that, you know, everybody knew the potential was there, but now it's starting to become actualized production. You mm-hmm. saw her make all those flashy passes and all the, the, the amazing handles last year. And you thought to yourself, she plays so fast. She plays with such suddenness and explosiveness. She's almost on the edge. It's like NASCAR. She's always on the edge of crashing every time she goes around that left-hand turn. And yet she's kind of gotten into that mode of focus and zen where she can have all those things, but now she takes better care of the ball. Now she makes a good decision. Now she knows, you know what? I don't need to make the skip pass. I can just make this pass to then get it to the person who's going to hit the open shot. Absolutely. As we talk about surprises, of course, there are some that you have some head scratching disappointments and we want to get into those. But when you're hiring for a small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Disappointing times here for some of our ACC schools. And let's kick it off real, real spicy, right? Virginia Tech, Kenny Brooks, my dog, love you. Elizabeth Kitley, you return, mm-hmm. but was it worth it? Now, we know in the world of women's basketball, it's a whole lot different when you're trying yeah. to go pro, right? Yeah. A lot of girls stay four to five years, especially with this extra year that now they now get because of COVID and all the things. Where is there to run to, especially when it's so challenging to make a pro team um, for yeah. women's hoops? But Virginia Tech being, I think I was expecting more during that LSU rematch, especially mm-hmm. with the return of Angel and how, you know, they're, they've been going through all that turmoil. I was expecting Kitley to like impose her will, show them that this ain't, this ain't last year, right? This ain't, this ain't what we thought, this ain't what you thought it was. We're, we're here new, we're here better. But unfortunately, George Amore and company is just like, I'm ready for that spark. Maybe it'll turn around as the season progresses. Yeah. And the thing is, Elizabeth Kitley has been showing up all year. It's yeah. the, the question for this team, the question for Kenny Brooks and company Who's going to come along with her? Who's going to be? But is she showing up? Absolutely. If 20 and 11 with three blocks ain't showing up, then I ain't nobody showing up. We all just sitting at home. You know what I mean? Okay. But but my question, my question here, and and you know I love to disagree with you, Candace. You know it's one of, it's a highlight of my day every time. Can we call them a disappointment? Their only two losses were to two teams that were what? National championship? Uh, members in LSU and Iowa, I struggle to call that a disappointment because they can still go forward and do everything that they planned in terms of their goals for the season still in front of them. I do agree that it would have been nice to see them get one of those games. It would have been absolutely nice. no, no offense or much about it, but 
I struggle to call that a disappointment. Uh, you know what's really crazy, y'all? We do this whole thing called a pre-show where we talk through things and we make notes and we get together and we're writing down disappointments. I picked my group that we're going to talk about here in just a second. I brought up Virginia Tech's name. The light with which came from Kenton's eyes that was convinced and said, you know what? I didn't want to say it, but Virginia Tech is on that list. And wow. to renege on the show live and to make wow. me look crazy. Wow. Week in a week out, day to day. I just, it's a little I, disappointing. It's a little, it's not as disappointing as Virginia Tech. I don't know. I don't know. We can, wow. We can't have a little disagreement. We can't have a little you disagreement. Re, it's not a disagreement. It's spades. You renege. You agreed in the back behind the curtain. But when we get here on this recording, you want to act crazy in front of the Because group. the more, the more I look around, because the more I look around the ACC and the more I look around yourself. nationally, the more I look around nationally, it's hard to say that that team has been a disappointment. It's hard see, to say. You convince yourself to let it happen and then you unconvince yourself. So you were thinking on yourself, my brother. I need you to. I am. I am. And I'll accept. But see, you didn't even have to tell everybody that. You didn't even have to tell the world that I did. Yes, I did. You didn't even have to tell the world. Break the fourth wall. Break the fourth wall. Now, now I look crazy. Now I look crazy. It could have just been two co-hosts disagreeing. Now I look crazy. You know what? Let's move to the other disagreements that we actually agree on. Let, can we move to those? Can we move to those? You know who actually does look crazy? And that's North Carolina coach Bang Hart. I got something for you now. Ooh. Wait a minute now. Who we holding holding one too many L's? If you, staying in that top twenty five is actually crazy. I don't know how they're still there, but you know the Lord ain't. You know the t- the t- the t- what is the word? The the drop off for mm-hmm. women's basketball is great. Mm-hmm. You know, I I look at this North Carolina team and I say, losing four of your last five, you know, not a single ranked win on the year so far, you know. How are you a top 25 program? Losing to a UConn team that the school down the street that you hate so much is already beaten this year. Oh, I just. Come on. Darn it. I hate I, that I for know them. it's paining you. It's just, oh, it hurts me so much to see the girls in baby blue underperforming like this. Candace, what do you think they need to get off this snot? Because I'm going to tell you what the street's telling me. And this is just what the street's telling me. It's not me. It's the street's telling me. This team has the potential to be a lot better after Daisy can leave. Now, it it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was I'm just telling you what the street told me. They're, they're telling me. That well, you know, the same vigor that you talk about NC State and give the X's and O's, it's it's crazy how you get real personal for I, North Carolina. Like, I wish you had said the same, the same sort of gung-ho talking mm-hmm. about it from a, like, actual Porter lens, right. and now you're getting a little bit, like, spicy. Oh, no, listen, it's crazy. Can... But I'm going to tell you what they need to change. I do, in change. fact, believe that Deja sometimes hinders that team because she holds them to that ball entirely too long. But in her defense, who can she run to? Because Alyssa SBA is not a shooter. Uh, well, so that's what's that's what's disappointing. Now, do they have Dwarski? I think feel like it's Dwarski. Who can shoot the mm-hmm. three? Dunarski, yeah. Dunarski? Lexi Dunarski. Yeah. Yeah, she can shoot the three. But I need some help in that in that paint. So I'm going to say this. From an X's and O's standpoint, I think the problem is a lack of creativity out of Banghart's offense. I think that it is. They don't. And not only is it a lack of creativity out of her offense, she doesn't have the players. Basketball is more like more like jazz than any other sport, pretty much, because you need to have you can put in all the things and you can put in all the, the, the play calling and all the special stuff in the world. At some point in time, you need your players to improvise a little bit. You need that little scatting session where it's, you know, you're getting a little a little funky with that thing and making magic happen. And right now, UNC does not have a ball handler slash playmaker that can do that. And 
with all due respect, at some level, people expected that to be Deja Kelly. They expected that to be the next progression of what she was supposed to um of what I she mean, was supposed you've to been be. Here long enough. Yeah, and, and that was supposed to be the next regression. After the scoring, the next thing to come in was supposed to be the ball handling, the playmaking, the the excellent, you know, kind of court vision to make things happen. It just hasn't materialized. But like you said, it's tough for that to materialize when you don't have the floor space and when you don't have multiple players who can stretch the floor. And, and we all know basic math. Three is more than two. But not only that, if you don't have players who can stretch the floor, they make it real tight in terms of, hey, Daisy Kelly, you want to get to the room? Great. We got two, three people waiting on you, girl. Come on in. It's a party in the paint. So you know how for women's basketball, you see these major leads where you're like, it's hard for people to cut those leads. In the fourth quarter, yeah. when you got 12 minutes and it's like they're up by nine, you're like, all right, this game is just about to wrap this one up. I think North Carolina struggles with having leads up against them and finding those shooters who can, you know, keep this one close. They were in that South Carolina game. They yeah, hurt they themselves. I think Alyssa Usby is like Honestly, the Draymond Green for North Carolina. She ain't going to give you 50 a night, but she damn sure going to box out. She's going to give you a rebound. She's going to give you a board. She's going to do what she had to do. In the year of 2023, Draymond Green got some different connotations to it. You got to be careful. Call oh, listen to that, you know. She's right? just she's she's a utility player. She's going to give you, you everything she, you need. She's the glue player that does a little bit of everything, right? She, the, but she's going to get a little spicy, too. She ain't going to put the hands on you, but she's going to get a little yeah. spicy. Right, she's right, right. she's good at everything, master of none. But you're absolutely right. That is that is very much so. Um, Alyssa Utsby and Maria Gagdang is a pretty good rim defender. But again, it's really I don't look at this UNC team and say like, hey, their biggest problem is defense. They need to get more stops. I look at this team and say, y'all got to score some points. You got to find a way to some way, some way, somehow. Exactly. Some way, somehow y'all have to hit open shooters and the open shooters got to hit the shots. Because how mad can you be at Daisy Kelly for holding on to the ball too long when at the end of the day you have one or two players that you feel like you can trust from three? But, sister, if your handles ain't it, then we need to keep it moving on. But what do I know? Someone who else is a little bit disappointing, right? You know, you can give all the speeches that you want. You can give all the motivation that you want. But Carol Lawson, I'm going to need to get some W's. I'm going to need some W's from Blue Devils. So, Les Taylor said, all right, see you later. However, there hasn't been high-level production from the Blue Devils so far this season. Yeah, you know, it's so it's so interesting. And again, it just hurts my heart to see that everybody just knew coming into the season, NC State was going to be the worst team in the triangle. But with that being said, this Duke team, like you said, Kara Lawson, y'all need to figure it out. Y'all need to do something here. I mean, the reality of this team is very simple. If you cannot find that player who can truly go off at any moment, at any point in time, you're going to be in trouble. And even beyond that, even beyond that, if you cannot have a multitude of players, because let's just be honest, in today's women's basketball game, this is not what we used to look at where, you know, getting out of the 40s is rare. The systems are coming along. The skill level is coming along. There are so many different there are so many different ways to get this thing done that you need more than Tana Mayer being the only player to show up. That, and I hope I didn't butcher her name, but you need more than her to be a player that's going to show up and do everything for you. You need multiple players to come along and kind of show up, show out, and as you love to say, do their big one. I mean, the reality is if you cannot have that, more or less you're going to be spinning your wheels all year because you don't have you don't have a situation where you have a true star player, but you don't have really, really high-level role players. Like your role players are like, eh, they're cool, but nothing special. If you're going to do that, if you're going to go by committee, you need a bunch of role players where you're like, 
on another team, they could potentially be a star. They're just passing the ball and sharing it around here, and that's why they're not putting up huge numbers. A thousand percent. That is our look at ACC women's basketball. A lot of good conference play coming towards the end of the year. So we want to make sure we're locked in. How, Kenton, do you think it's best? Should we roll out, right? Talking about men's, women's hoops for our ACC listeners, because, you know, giving them details of the X's and O's, I think it's best if we just sort of give the high level. People get mad at us for our analysis, but I think sometimes you need the high level, right? You need to know. Yeah. Who to look out for? Who to make sure you pay attention to? Because we're on the road to March. We try to get we're trying to get as many people into ACC tournament, ACC tournament, NCAA tournament as possible. So we're gonna give you the high level, the high flyers, right? We're gonna give you players to watch for. We're gonna give you best games, best matchups to look out for. We're more importantly than that gonna be like, listen, hey, somebody needs to have a come Jesus man, the mirror conversation, woman, yeah. the mirror conversation throughout oh, the week. And so I think that's how we're gonna best give our coverage. But I would let you. I would also want you to have, you know, we'll say so. Yeah, for sure. And and here's the thing. If your team was bad last year and they're bad this year, they're not going to get talked about a lot. I'm sorry. Unless they're an absolute dumpster fire like somebody who just had a player that's transferring, that's not transferring, that's kicked off the team, not kicked off the team. Boy, I tell you, that, that boy literally got them in pain. But that's neither here nor there. Kenny uh, going through it, okay? Yeah, he going through it. He going Kenny through going it. But through the, it. the reality is this is a we're, – we're going to talk about the teams that are relevant and that are going to get um, all of the love and all the shine because – realistically, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to talk about the middle of the pack teams that were expected to be middle of the pack or the bad teams that were expected to be bad, but they're not like absolutely atrocious. Doesn't make a ton of sense. 100%. So make sure you guys lock in there. Let us know who you want to hear from, right? We're not necessarily going to have the same football tally of fans said, he said, she said, all of that. But we yeah. do want to hear your opinions on some of the best uh, hoopers in our league right now. Who should we keep an eye out for? Who should we make sure that is the best throughout the year? So make sure you lock in, tap in. I know you're going to give us comments about Riley Leonard and your thoughts there. Can't wait to read those. Um but Again, yeah. Notre Dame fans who think you got better than him in your quarterback room already, put that um, – I can't remember who said this, but I know yeah. Hezekiah Walker. Put it down, crackhead. Put it down, okay, to the crack man, to the crack – and, you know, we don't try to stigmatize addiction here. Again, we want you to get the help you need, but you don't got – you don't have Riley in that room. I'm telling you because I know. You don't got him there. No doubt. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.